Hey friends, I'm Jenny Meyer, and you're listening to the Rooted Truth Podcast, where we look at the world through a biblical lens. We talk about real life, biblical truth, and how to walk with Jesus through it all. Be sure to follow me on social at Jenny Meyer and at The Rooted Truth. Also, be sure to subscribe to the members-only, all-exclusive episodes on the Rooted Truth Podcast by going to www.therootedtruth.com. Now let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have with me author John Kerwin. He has served in full and part-time ministry as the worship leader and pastor for over 30 years. He is the founder of Wake Up or Else PMA, which is a 508C1 online Christian fellowship for the truther community. With over 5,000 subscribers and over 400,000 views, Wake Up or Else PMA has been providing insight into the truther's journey since 2017. John is the author of the book called The Conspiracy Theorist Survival Guide. So help me welcome author John Kerwin. So welcome, John. I'm excited to chat today. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Pleasure. Great to be here with you. Yeah. So why don't we start off by you telling us a little bit about you and your journey? I know that it's it's probably a really long story, but I'm intrigued with looking at your book and um, just chatting with you a little bit, but start us off with your story. Sure. I mean, it's similar to probably most of your subscribers. You know, as a as a person that got born again in in uh, 1983, I was just kind of doing life. Uh, I was in business for myself. I've always kind of been an entrepreneur, and I was uh, approached by one of my potential customers. It was a lady that owned a flower shop, and she told me about Jesus, invited me to go to church, and of course that turned my world upside down. Um, got born again, ended up going to Bible school went into full-time ministry. Um, I was in full-time ministry, <clears throat> excuse me, for about 11 years, a youth pastor and a worship leader at Dave Wilkerson's church in New York, big church. And then I was in lay ministry as a worship leader for probably another 20 years. So I've been in and around the church on the platform for the better part of three decades. You know, and then I was married and had four kids. Um, and all of us understand as a believer, you, you are going to be persecuted by the world. Yeah. Jesus said they hated me, and certainly they're going to hate you on account of my name. Okay. The, the servant is not greater than the master. However, if you also then become what we call a truther, <laughs> where you begin to discover there's things about the, the story right, that we're told that are not true, this introduces a whole nother category of persecution. And um, so that's what my ministry has been about for the last seven years, is basically ministering to the Christian truther community. Because the pastors are getting a failing grade when it comes to approaching them about the moon landing is fake, 9-11, you know, flat earth, Mandela effect, chemtrails, underground bases. All of these things are triggering them to cut the meeting short and to disparage you and to tell you that you need mental help. I'm not exaggerating, which leaves us with our nerve endings hanging out. We're, we're trying to look for guidance from our spiritual leaders. And, you know, we're trafficking in the truth. We have facts. You know, Jesus loves facts. But we have to just recede into our own little uh, 
you know, bubble in our churches and become a secret truther, because not only the church leadership, but the congregation is kind of gone in lockstep. So then you have this really awful sense of isolation. And uh, um, so I, I was in that scenario. Um, it was you know, 2017. I found out the uh, the Federal Reserve wasn't federal. That was my entry point into the matrix. Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that was 2017. Um, yeah. That, yeah, quite some time of kind yeah. of being in this place of, I mean, I, I understand the feeling of people pushing you away, you know, not, it is that persecution, but it's like, I don't know, it, it affects you differently, I feel like, versus um, just persecution for being a Christian. Um, yes. So you would say the first thing that kind of woke you up then is that is the Federal Reserve. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You know, when you look back, it's so kind of embarrassing, you know, because it's so obvious. But we're all in this matrix and the matrix has a, a, a construct that's it's material like they're lying to us, and but it's also metaphysical. So there's a sort of a bewitchment that has been cast over us through lesser magic and chemicals and, you know, just all these different technologies, subliminal advertising, infrasonics, all the Cavistock stuff. Um, and so basically our brains are shut off, but God is apparently in these last hour is awakening the world, not just the body of Christ. There is a great awakening. And so it's kind of like you're just sailing along. You're you're not unconvinced. Uh, you know, we typically refer to the other folks as normies. Now, let me just tell you why. They're the ones that name themselves that. So my daughter told me one day, Dad, I wish you were normal. <clears throat> so normies name themselves. So it's not a derogatory term. Uh, we then find these things out. But at the same time, our spouses, our friends, our children don't find them out. And the problem then lies in the fact that they don't know and they don't want to know. Okay, but what happens to you and most of your subscribers is when God taps you on the shoulder and he says, hey, did you notice that that moon landing thing is fake? You know, somehow he just lifts the veil a little bit and you are given the opportunity to choose your integrity over the consequences. And uh, in my case, I went with integrity. And what then happens, and your subscribers will totally relate to this, is I asked myself this question. Well, if that's not true, what else isn't true? And that is essentially the, uh, the entry point. Of, that's where you're converted, let's say, from the unconvinced or a normie to a truther. Because the quintessential characteristic of a truther is that you have begun to question officially. That's the key. Okay. So that's essentially what that, that truth or term, because people get offended by that. Um, yeah. And I think it's kind <clears throat> of like this, it, you know, having, having the Christian and the biblical worldview and being a truther is different than a truther, in my opinion, that doesn't have that foundation, because I don't know how you can know the truth if you don't know the, the first and foremost truth of Jesus right. Christ. Um, yes. But so did you, what what happened in your home life when when you started going this, this route? 
I'll tell you, but let me just let me just make a point on what you just said because I think yeah. it's really important for the part of it is just for convenience. We have to have some terminology that yeah. defines the two groups because there are two groups. Yeah. Let's not make no mistake about it. Uh, and and because the the characteristic of the of the unconvinced, we'll call them, yeah. which is not a derogatory term, they're not convinced that the moon landing is fake. What defines them, though, is not that they don't know the facts. They don't want to know. Yeah. Is that not clearly one of their characteristics? Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. can show them, show them, show them, show them. It's sort of like a, a person. It's easier to convince somebody they're deceived. Or can, it's easier to deceive someone than to convince them they've been deceived. Yes. So there's a whole paradigm uh, that has to be overcome and a lot of folks are just not willing to give it up. And so, yes, they have the truth of Jesus Christ. They have the revelation by the Holy Spirit that Jesus is the Messiah and that he's become their very breath. Okay, I'm not saying they're not saved. But when you bring them to these other topics, they demonstrate um, very uncharacteristic responses. Uh, they're not normal to normal thinking people. They won't engage you in intelligent discourse. They become triggered. They attack you personally. They use slanderous terms like crazy. It's ridiculous. You're a conspiracy theorist kook. Those are not the words of a believer because Matthew 5 is very clear. Jesus warned you not to call your brother a fool. Mm -hmm. It's an escalating warning. Boom, boom, boom. And warning number three means you're in danger of going to hell if you call your brother a fool. Well, the sentiment behind that is the exact same sentiment behind, say, oh, I don't go into conspiracy theories much. You were just called a fool. So that's my, my observation about the folks that would push back on being labeled a truther, mm -hmm. because in all honesty, you're not. Mm -hmm. seeking the truth, honestly. Your arms are folded. And actually, what's very difficult to accept is you actually fit the, the dictionary definition of delusional. If you look up that term, what it means is you believe what's wrong and you're resistant to facts. Whereas us, the truther community, we're approaching you with our three ring binders, right? And all of our data empirical data, pick any conspiracy theory, it doesn't matter. And we're saying, hey, uh, my life is turned upside down overnight. I'm really freaked out. And, you know, this is what I, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to talk about it. It's like, what do you mean? This is coming between us now and you won't even lift a finger to try to build bridges of understanding? No, you're obsessed. That's crazy. So there's all these, these ad hominem attacks, which just shut the whole thing down. And this is why we are suggesting that you're not really operating in truth. If you're a believer and your, your mind is closed, it's basically Second Thessalonians chapter 2, which is not good. So yeah. willful ignorance brings a strong delusion on a person. Yeah. Yeah. So to answer your question about my family, that was the, the family dynamic. That, that it, it's almost overnight too. Um, you find out you're in the Truman show like yeah. that and your family is still the same. And I noticed that they have as much compassion for somebody that finds out, you know, 
NASA is lying to all of humanity. The media is going along with it. The whole construct is lying. They have as much compassion for you as if they found out you were a pedophile. It is isolating. You are disrespected. You are you are pushed out onto the fringe. You're made a pariah into in your own family and by your friends. Yeah. So what happens though is you have kind of moved from living on a party boat to living on a battleship, right? Because mm -hmm. most of the things that we traffic in are bad news. <laughs> it's unfortunately the truth is not usually good news. And your friends and family look at you as a buzzkill. And they look at you like you've fallen in with a bad crowd and you've gone rogue. Okay. And so at first they kind of let you run. Um, so I do one of the chapters in the book, uh, chapter six is the three stages of rejection is what I talk about. Mm. And so at first they keep it kind of light. Oh, I don't go in for conspiracy theories much. And they just keep it light. But after about six months of you blabbing on about the flat earth and the Mandela effect and the three, 13 families or whatever you're looking into, 9-11, whatever, they start to get worried, okay? They start, they start thinking, he really believes this stuff, mm -hmm. right? And so then they go to level two, which is where they start to try to manage you. And they start, you know, saying things like, hey, listen, when we go to my in-laws, you know, I only want you to talk about your crazy things for three minutes. You ever have stuff like that? Yep. 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 <laughs> been there. No. And, and I mean, honestly, I've been labeled an extremist, like a danger, oh. like by people that, that are very, very close to me. And that, that was really a really hard time, like a really, and it changed forever. The, the relationship that I have with those certain people in my life. Um, but I'm like, wait a second, because I I'm thinking for myself and it, and honestly that stemmed from my opinions on the um, Russia Ukraine war and me speaking vocally about that and my opinions on what was really going on there. Um, so I get it. It is, it's, really, really hard. So the question that I've gotten a few times is, okay, so say the moon landing is fake. Why does that even matter? Why does why does that matter if if I believe that or not? What would you say to someone well, who sure. says that? It's a very common refrain. Um, now, if you take a step back, what happens with that very often is it's a tacit surrender. So if you come at them with the shock and awe approach and you give them one empirical observation after another, after another, it really, there's a lot of meat on the bones of their arguments. And they're looking at this and they can't really give you an answer. And so they do this fallback response where they're saying, what difference does it make? I still have to go to work, don't I? What they're insinuating to get you to back off is, okay, even if you're right, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a manipulation. Now, the truth of their statement, though, is that they don't really believe that it's true. They haven't admitted it's true, but they're sort of suggesting that it's really slick. But, you know, the reality is, if you do find out that 9-11 was completely, you know, fabricated and uh, flat Earth is flat, it does matter. It changes your entire worldview. And your life has changed so much that it's like, you know, the Truman Show is a perfect mm -hmm. analogy, right? Imagine 
in the movie, The Truman Show, if he finds out he lives in a TV studio and then he just says, what difference does it make? I still got to go to work tomorrow. It would be unthinkable, right? Yeah, yeah. Unthinkable. So the idea that it doesn't matter really means I don't believe it's true. And now it does matter, uh, like it matters if the worm that the fish is going to eat is on a hook, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So what happens is if you turn a blind eye to what is obvious, uh, the truth has to do with facts. That's the dictionary definition. And facts has to do with what is obvious. Okay, what's obvious is, you know, all the different examples of NASA lying. Therefore, it's true. <laughs> so if you decide, well, the consequences of embracing this is so dire and so uh, it's going to upend my worldview, I'm not willing to suffer that. You just committed intellectual suicide. You had a truth abortion. And what happens is your ability to discern just went down 20%. Mm. A filter dropped deeper. A darkness comes over you. And now the next thing that comes along, let's say the health emergency topic. Uh, are we on YouTube at all with this transmission? No, on you, on Rumble. So we're good. <laughs> so I can mention what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. Because again, our beautiful bride of Christ, who we love, got a big F, F minus on the clot shot. And mm -hmm. they lined up their congregants preaching that, you know, this was something from God, yep. uh, like uh, Billy Graham's son. Yep. And and I'm saying, no, this is an example of how if you had been on this journey with us through the moon landing, of course, 9-11, how could you not know 9-11 was fake? But you decided to go with Fauci and you went with uh, Bill Nye, the science guy, and, you know, you're a normie. Your brain is shut off. You know, yeah. you kept going and now you went right to the thing that did kill a good handful of your congregants and they'll continue to die off now. Yeah. And uh, shame on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shame on you. Very true. Very, very true. And it's sad. And I mean, that's something that I believe that only God can, you know, I've talked about before with that, just on, on that topic real fast, that you took that, you need to repent because God's the only one that can reverse Ooh. those effects. Can we touch on that for a second? Because I'm about to do a talk on this and we're going to do it on Rumble because there are folks in, in Christendom that do believe that the shot is the mark, but we I don't believe that because yeah. there's very clear um, scripture. It says the mark has to be on the hand or the forehead. Mm -hmm. Well, you can make that, spiritualize that, but I, I, I'm a Bible believer. I, I don't think you can, I think you have to twist the scripture to try to give that interpretation. But then the other thing is you can't buy or sell without the mark and I can go still buy and sell. Yep. So until those conditions are met, yep. I think it's a precursor. Yeah. But yep. Not the mark. Cause what I believe is you're going to have to denounce Christ. Mm -hmm. I know it says that he deceived many, but I do not believe that that means that good thinking Bible believers who follow, really follow the Lord, are going to be able to be tricked by the media into taking the shot and then spend eternity. They're damned. As soon as they took the shot, they were damned. That's what yeah. you have to. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Just, no, I'm with I'm with you on that one. I <laughs> <No> agree. <way. laughs> You're gonna have to denounce Christ somehow. 
when you take the mark. Yeah. Because you're going to basically be told, look, you know, this is the new social credit score. This is the money's gone. You're now in electronic money. Your bank account is going to be monitored like it is in China. If you jaywalk in China at this moment, uh, they have you on camera. They have your blood, your fingerprints, your DNA, and they can tell your gait from your walk. They can not even see your face. If you jaywalk, the money will automatically be deducted out of your account. And then if your credit score drops below a certain number, you will then have other things in your life shut off, like the ability to take the bus, restaurants, banking. It's there. That's the mark of the beast. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, man. We are so close, Jenny. Oh. To Wow. It's just so That's amazing. crazy. That's <laughs> Oh, wow. We live in some crazy times. So, okay. So in your book, you say yeah. that becoming a truther has cost you everything. We've kind of touched on it a little bit, but, but elaborate a little bit more on just that, that one statement. Yeah. I waited 10 years because I saw, I, I was in the ministry and I told God, God, you brought Eve to Adam. And so I'm not going to go looking for a wife. And there was there was a group of girls that were my friends in Times Square Church, and they were called Models for Christ. And at certain points, two or three of them, three of them came to me individually, you know, separately and said, God told me we're supposed to be married. And I'm like, Rachel, and Cynthia, and Claudia, oh my gosh. I mean, these girls were $1,000 an hour models. But God hadn't spoke to me. And so I had to tell him no. <laughs> and I waited 10 years in the prime of my life from 23 to 34. And one day this lady handed me this slip of paper and I heard the voice of God say, this is the one. And that's the girl I married. Wow. And we were married and I love her to this moment. And I would go back to her if she would take me back. But, you know, I... I I found these things out and I, you know, I'm probably made some mistakes about how you roll this thing out. You know, finding this stuff out is not easy to find out. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of dead bodies behind a lot of us, but I've found that it's not us. Okay. Let me prove that to you for all of you listening that have had trauma from where your children don't talk to you and your spouse divorced you, or your best friend told you that they don't want to be in your life anymore. Those people have said to us, if you talk about crazy things, I can't have a relationship with you. You've been told that. I don't even have to take a poll. But none of us that I know of in seven years with 5,300 subscribers on my channel, nobody has ever said, if you don't talk to me about these things that I discovered, I can't have a relationship with you. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. It's not us, Jenny. Yeah. We are not the ones that are pulling the ripcord. And so I went through probably three years. Yeah, it was about three years where I was on this journey. And, and you know what it's like. You find out one thing. Well, then you start turning over rocks, and it's like ever, under every rock is another conspiracy. And, of course, your spouse, your children think you've gone nuts. They, they literally think you're crazy. So then they get – so level three, remember the three stages of rejection? Level three is ultimatums. They tell you, if you talk about crazy things, I can't have a relationship with you. That's basically what my wife – 
told me and two two of my four kids straight up and the other two modeled that so basically all of them so then for two years as the father and the husband i lived with them and didn't say boo i called myself happy dad happy dad would talk about hair nails fun fun seasons in the sun play dates vacations Watch the movie, but don't talk about the fact that the superheroes are actually real, you know, remakes of the fallen angels. No, that's program, predictive <laughs> programming stuff. You can't be a buzzkill. And mm -hmm. I had to live basically a lie. Because basically what you're told is you have to pretend you believe like I do by being silent for the rest of your life or else. That's the ultimatum. Okay, so I agreed. <laughs> All right. I don't believe you should sacrifice your marriage on the altar of being a truther. However, I said, I'm going to go over here after hours once in a while, I'll make a video. No, I was basically told none of nothing. And actually, I canceled my channel twice to try to save my marriage. But see, destiny, you know, comes to you and destiny is a hard thing to shake. Like Paul the Apostle said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Mm -hmm. So and finally I was like, look, I wouldn't put that ultimatum on you. If you want to believe that pink elephants are flying, show me how, I'll work with you. But, you know, I wasn't given that option. So here I am. I live in an apartment at 61 and I'm just, you know, on a mission. But I cry every day. I'll be honest with you. It is, it is hell on earth. And I don't, I don't know. People tell me it gets easier. It seems to be getting harder. So, wow. yeah, it's, it is interesting. Those ultimatums and, you know, just the cards that are given to you and what you do with those and what, you know, how do you step into what God has for you and how does that fall in line with, you know, your family leaving and everything. So it is hard. It is hard. Yeah. I mean, wow. I begged my wife three, four months ago, literally on my knees. Please, I don't want to grow old without you. I, this is madness. And she said, I don't want to be married to you. We're in two different worlds. And I don't hold her in derision. I love her. I'm not mad at her. I don't resent her because I understand. I understand because I've studied now the mechanisms that the elite have used to brainwash us are lifelong and and it's so incredibly pervasive it's like everybody um so you can't hate people like if they have a brain tumor i hate you because you have a brain tumor that's the way i frame it you know yeah um however you know my children are hanging by a thread too we're not talking a lot either and that's probably even more difficult now, now, their perception is dad is a weak-minded boob who's believed Photoshop tricks, and he's decided to, you know, um, love these, these lies more than us. So they're really offended and ticked off. And then when I would go to them to try to talk about these, not so much what I believe, but just issues of the heart, they were like, I don't want to talk about it. So then I'm like, well, I can't talk to you about what happened to me, which is what happened to you. And I can't talk to you about how you're feeling. So 
you know, for a long time, I would just talk to them about whatever, you know, we just dance around the edges. And then, you know, it it's become so difficult because when I'd call them, they would be busy all the time or they'd start to have a conversation with somebody else in the room and just so much rejection that yeah. yeah, I don't have any answers. I can't, you know, you can't help somebody if they don't want to be helped. It's like AA, you know, you can't help somebody that's an alcoholic unless they were living under the bridge. Yeah. They're ready to do something. Yeah. And so all of this is what I guess spurred you on to write your book. Is that yeah, correct? Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Cause what I, what I found is a great question. <clears throat> I started, I did this first video to try to reckon, so try to help my wife see what I had found out was true and save my marriage, but she never looked at it, but I posted it on YouTube and I got all these responses. So I still made another one and now I've got like a hundred videos. So, um, what what it developed into was that I had a burden for the body of Christ who had found out these same things and had the same type of response. I mean, I have literally corresponded directly with or had posts from probably over 200 people now, Jenny, in the last seven years that have been divorced by their spouse because they found out. So it's it's very common. You You may be fortunate enough to have a spouse that is not a truther, but they have grace. And so they basically allow you to have your little obsession, but they're not going to cut you loose. And then the third person, which is very rare, is when both spouses are both truthers. But that's, I found, is fairly uncommon. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And when did your book come out? Well, it was back in May, I think. Okay. Okay. Tell us, I guess, tell us a little bit about that. You know, it's, it's called the conspiracy theorist survival guide, um, mm -hmm. a guidebook for persecuted truthers. And it's, it's not a short little book. No. It is very, very um, well <laughs> done researched. Um, yeah. Over what? 300 pages. Yep. It's 300 pages of validation. <laughs> wow. People tell me all the time, I couldn't put it down. Like people say, I don't read books, John. I read this in two nights. I couldn't wow. stop. And I go, you know, there's really two kinds of books on Amazon. One is half of them are like the books trying to convince everybody that we're nuts. Like mm -hmm. books like, uh, hey, your spouse is falling in the rabbit hole. This is how you can get them out. Yeah. And then the other half of the books are people that are trying to convince you the moon landing is fake mm -hmm. and that 9-11 was an inside job. Well, we mm -hmm. already know that. Mm -hmm. So this book is the only one that I've been able to find that really tries to speak to the truther about the fallout from finding out the moon landing is fake. Mm -hmm. What happens mm -hmm. when your spouse or your best friend, I mean, it's just, it's universal. They tell you, you know, you're nuts. Yeah. You're going to keep this up. I don't, well, that's terrible, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. how do you deal with that? So the book gives you an emotional, intellectual, and spiritual guidebook with anecdotes and, and, and things that you can implement. How do you overcome this? Um, and then, you know, just a lot of validation. I do go into a variety of the different, I'll call them conspiracy theories, but it's not designed to, convince you like it says in the yeah. beginning you know if you've lost this 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 book is for you yeah it's not for you if you don't believe these things already yeah okay so it doesn't necessarily go into like the details of convincing you that's more on your youtube channel well 
No, I mean, yeah, yes and no. Um, <laughs> the goal of the book was is not to convince people. Let me just read the this first paragraph. If your journey down the proverbial rabbit hole has cost you friends and family, destroyed your marriage, convinced loved ones that you're crazy, <clears throat> and has made your life a veil of tears, this book is for you. This book is not for the unconvinced. I won't be attempting to drag any skeptics across the finish line. I'm not talking to them. I'm talking to you. And you know who you are. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, it's available in paperback and audio, so you can listen to it as well. But it's on Amazon, or you can get it through my website, which is wakeuporelse.com, and you can just click on the Get the Book tab. Yeah. So I guess my next question, okay, so having a biblical worldview, being a believer, do you think that those who who have not accepted Jesus as savior who come fall into these things like you know are are woken up to the realities of what's really going on do you think they are more likely to accept Jesus when when they've kind of seen the evil i mean i i say all the time we're in a spiritual battle like yes a huge one. And it does stem for a lot from obviously what happened in the garden, but the Genesis six scenario, we talk about that a lot on this channel. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, those fallen ones that came down, the Nephilim, the giants, whatever you want to call them. Um, but understanding that that, I guess, um, agenda is still at play thousands and thousands of years later. And, and mm -hmm. we're seeing that. Um, so do you think that those who, who are woken up and see the realities of the evil are more likely to accept Jesus? Have you run into that? Oh, absolutely. I see a lot of people getting saved through the flat earth revelation. Yes. Because you, you find out that the earth has a dome over it. Well, you can't have a dome without a creator. It's probably the greatest evangelistic event in human history if that comes out. Um, and many of these things uh, put people on a path of questioning, which, you know, which is where you come to when you are confronted with the condition of your soul. If you yeah. if you are uh, a truther, the as you mentioned in the very beginning, uh, the ultimate truth is not a thing or an event or a concept. It's a person. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So if you, Paul said, if I know all mysteries, uh, but I do not have love, I'm nothing. So if you stand on the mountaintop of, of uh, revelations of the mysteries of the you know, South Pole and the Anunnaki, and you, you know, you're just like the dude, right? Or the dudette. Yeah. <clears throat> but you haven't bowed your knee to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, then you're in for a rude awakening. Uh, because when you draw your last breath, you're immortal with a, de a date stamp on your forehead. And you're going to have to give an account because you weren't the byproduct of a biological event between mommy and daddy. You have a creator who David said, I was knit together in the womb. So there is a creator that comes in and creates you and then this creator is funny. He just believes he has a claim to you because he created you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. you have to give an account. And it's not good if you don't have the propitiation, this mediator who gave himself for you. So now you, you go before this tribunal and you're standing there and your name has to be recorded in the book of life. 
And it only gets in there through the blood of Jesus. That's the only way. Well, if at that moment he's not standing next to you as your advocate, you then have to be judged according to the Ten Commandments on your own. Now, I'll ask you, have you ever stolen anything, even a pencil? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many times do you have to steal to be a thief? <clears throat> Once. Yeah, yeah. So we're all in this together. The fall, you know, the original sin affects all of us. You either accept the uh, story or not. I, I did, and it totally changed my life. And then you have to come to that ultimate end of, you know, end story, which is your soul's condition. And you can't elevate yourself through consciousness and, you know, mm -hmm. raise your vibration and ascend to some ascended master status. It's nonsense. No, no one's ever done it. You can be regenerated, and you're, you'll that'll change your vibration. <laughs> yeah. But you can't do it on your own through knowledge, Gnosticism. Yep. And there's a big push for that right now. There is a big oh, push yes. in the this New Age movement. And either, even in this truther community, I saw a lot of people online, mostly on Instagram, um, you know, starting in 2020, that were believers, but fell into this trap of this Christ consciousness, you know, we're just ascending to 5D. And, yep. it, you know, I saw them go down this path that's not good. Not good. It's a, it's a dainty morsel. It's very tempting, you know, because yeah. it puts you back in this driver's seat of your pride. You get to be God. Yep. And, you know, God saw to it that you can't scale that wall to him with intellect. You have to come as a little child. It's a heart thing. You don't know God with your head, <laughs> okay? It yeah. don't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we're going to stay humble. You know, Jesus is Lord. He's Savior, and that's free, Ephesians 2.8. But he's also holy. And, you know, he can't deny himself. So the problem for man is, you know, if Christ was a whoremonger and a thief and a liar, man would close with him because they got nothing to give up. But the Savior who will give you this salvation happens to also be holy. And so it's kind of like the pearl of great price. Okay, It's free, but you got to sell everything to get the pearl. Salvation's free, but it costs you everything, if you can yeah. understand that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So then what would you say to someone I've also seen that fall into these rabbit holes, per se, right? Yes that are believers, but they become so obsessed that they then are letting go of, you know, just this, just the daily walk with Jesus. Are you, are you praying anymore? Are you reading your no. Bible? You know, are you spending time with the Lord? Um, because they're so obsessed and it's all about the rabbit holes. No question. That is a snare. Uh, take heed that none spoil you from the simplicity, which is in Christ's. And uh, I remember this guy, I can't remember his name, but he was a mighty man of God. He walked all over the world praying. I can't remember his name. And he was known by world leaders because he was just used by God so mightily. And uh, he said, if you lose your song and your joy, you have to stop and make sure you recover that. Any doing has to flow out of your overflow. Mm -hmm. And so you're right, it, you know, it is a it is a danger to become hyper focused 
Mm -hmm. right? if Jesus said, if your eye be single, your whole body will be full of light. So you have to keep the main thing, the main thing. That's what I always do with my talks is I'll talk about the things I talk about, but I always come back to giving people a clear call to the gospel. It's Christ-centered. But, you know, that doesn't mean, you know, you're preaching a false gospel if you're not winning souls all the time. That's like telling the marriage counselor that he's preaching a false gospel because he's not winning souls. No, God's gifted them to help people stay married and work out their problems. So, yeah. you know, you do what you do. I'm doing what I do. Yeah. But we always have to bring it back to the center, like you're yeah. saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I tell people too, like, hey, when you start feeling anxious, when you start feeling confused and just not right, take a step back, turn off yes. social media, turn off the truth or channels, um, yeah. close the books and pick up the Bible. That's that's mm -hmm. when you need to get recentered. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, Mary and Martha is a great picture of that. We're Mary, Mary was on top of the of the situation as far as Jesus was, and she wasn't doing anything. Yeah. So you know, it's like you go to the PetSmart, you get a puppy. You're not getting them to mow the lawn or plow the fields. You're getting them to kiss them. Mm -hmm. You want somebody to kiss. That's why you go get the puppy. Yeah. An object of your love. That's us. We are not. Yes, God wants us to bear fruit in the fields, right? In the vineyard and do something. But ultimately we're children. So you have to keep that perspective. And the prodigal father was waiting by the window where the prodigal son, he had gone astray. And the moment he crested that hill, prodigal father took off after him. Wasn't mad. He's not mad at you. Okay. I know you've been dabbling in some things that are displeasing to God, but he has not given up on you. And he is waiting for you to turn, to come to yourself and come back to him and say, Father, forgive me. Yeah, This is not who I am. Please wash me in your blood. You know, I'm not going to keep going on this track. Just repent. God doesn't judge men for their sins. He judges them for not repenting of their sins. As long as there's breath, there's hope. So you stop what you're doing today and you start doing what's right. God will accept you. He'll He'll bring you back in. Absolutely. Yep. yep. And calm your soul. So with all this being said, what can we as believers with a biblical worldview do? About what? About when you know stuff, when you know your your eyes are, I guess, opened to the evils, you know the moon landing, 9-11, all that stuff. Like, what do we do with that? Oh, my gosh. It's such a great question. Because <laughs> it's really a case. I believe it's a case by case. So, for instance, the lady that lived next door to me when I was still married uh, was a full-blown truther. I mean, she we had talks over the fence, and she would be like, do you know about Project Blue Beam? <laughs> like, of course. <laughs> and she'd go, really? <laughs> so she was totally isolated. Yeah. And she'd not say anything to her husband or her kids because her husband was very successful. She had no way to support herself. And, you know, in that scenario, I totally understand why she would take the low road in the sense and just keep it to herself. Me, I'm Mach 5 with my hair on fire. Okay. I've been I've been a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur all my life. I was in the ministry as a preacher. So, you know, you're not going to shut me off. Okay. <laughs> so depending on who you are, you're going to get this bit in your mouth and you're going to run. 
So that's one of the things why you want to get the book. The book is going to give you, it's a guidebook on how to be a truther. And it'll give you, you know, a lot of artillery. Like I'll give you an example. That last two years I was with my family, I was silent about anything negative or controversial. However, we'd be watching a movie or watching TV or something, and then the term conspiracy theorist would pop up on the TV. And people would look at me, my family, and snicker. Well, that's disrespectful, okay? I'm not talking to you about anything. So don't be dragging me through the mud. So I finally came up with this term. I would hold up my finger, and I would say, excuse me, I may be mistaken, but I am not crazy. And I'd appreciate it if you didn't use those terms in my presence. Well, that set my boundary for them, that I was not willing to be to slimed. If you don't want me to talk about, you know, challenge any of your views, okay, uh, that's really intangible, but uh, I don't want to be slimed as either. So that's kind of an idea. Some of the things that are in the book that can help you in your awesome. journey. Yeah. Yeah. And so you told us where we can find the book um, on the website. And is that where people can find you and your channels yes. as well? Okay. Yeah. I'm on Wake Up or Else on YouTube. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm on all the platforms, but YouTube's where most of my content is. And then my website's wakeuporelse.com. It's all one word. Okay. Awesome. And tell us about this little community, the community that you have there on YouTube, on the um, Wake Up or Else. Yeah, we do live streams and we talk about um, a variety of things, primarily the Mandela effect. I had a uh, Dave Weiss on there today. Uh, we talked about flat Earth. He's a he's a really um, prolific flat mm -hmm. Earth guy. Mm -hmm. He's all over the all over the map. And uh, you know, but mostly my focus last year, I did a talk every Sunday for like three hours, and people were just staying with me the whole time. Um, on the journey, just discipling believers that are, are truthers in uh, how to deal with, you know, your kids don't talk to you anymore. How do you deal with that? Those kind of yeah. things. Okay. Awesome. It's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, uh, Sounds like I'm, an amazing resource uh -huh. for people. Awesome. Well, as we wrap up, is there anything you want to leave with the listeners? Uh, just not to fear because the the purpose and goal of our salvation is to be a light. So Paul said, we are an epistle read by all men. And somebody said, preach the gospel at all times and sometimes use words. So people are watching your life. Yeah. And they're seeing how as the, you know, because it's raining red pills now. You know, the normies in your life are starting to feel the burn. Yeah. And they're starting to realize maybe you were right. And you need to be strong in this hour. And as we go into the storm, you're going to be sought after. Finally, they're going to come to you, I'm telling you. And they're going to say, listen, it, you know, I think you were right, you know, and hopefully they'll reconcile with you. Like they'll have enough sense to apologize for raking you over the coals or whatever. But that's what's coming. So just be strong. You know, keep your eyes on heaven because this is not our home. Yeah. And the answer to all your questions is there is no answer this side of eternity. 
Very, very true, right? Very, very true. Well, John, thank you again for coming on. I have enjoyed this conversation and just hearing about your journey and story. And I know that the listeners have as well. So um, yeah, thank you. And you guys check out um, John's book and let us know if you have questions too. So awesome. Well, thank thank you, John. Have a great rest of your day. You too as well. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day. God bless.